What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Casey Brown, owner of True to You Fitness, True to You Chats, and blogger over at powercakes.net, personal trainer extraordinaire. And I also have a dog named Kita who wants you to know she's here as she is squeaking the toy in the background. It never fails that I could be answering emails. This girl wants nothing to do with me. The second I pull out the microphone, she's got the squeakiest toy that we own in the toy box. So I'm going to see if she can uh, (laughs) reel it in a little bit. If not, you're going to hear a little pause and then I will obviously be back. Anyways, on today's episode, it is myself and my BFF, Sam Brown. You guys know him. You guys love him. He has been a part of this podcast since day one. Actually, the person who really gave me the little kick in the butt to be doing this and really believed in me to share my voice. And sometimes it just takes someone else to help you give you that little push that you might not see in yourself. Um, But I just feel very thankful to be surrounded by such amazing people in my life when it comes to work and my job, right? Like having people around me, other trainers that just believe in me and what I'm doing. And I also believe in them and what they're doing. So today um, we're going to talk a little bit about Sam's upcoming move. So a lot of people might not know if you don't see him all the time like I do at the gym. He is moving from Rhode Island to Ohio. And it's funny whenever we mention that in Rhode Island and I say, oh, Sam's moving to Ohio. Anyone that's from Rhode Island is like, what's in Ohio? And it just makes me laugh because they also, a lot of them get confused on where Pittsburgh is, where I'm from compared to like Philadelphia, which if you don't know, is on the complete opposite side of the state of Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh is very close to Ohio. So I always joke that Rhode Island, my Rhode Island friends only know where Philadelphia is located. Um, and they think Pittsburgh is is really close by, but we're not. We're a good six hours probably across the state. Uh, we make that drive often. But so Sam got a dream opportunity. He put the work in behind the scenes. Um, you're going to hear me and actually me and Tasha. I also had an interview with a uh, podcast episode with Tasha last week, um, who you will get to know if you don't already know her, her freaking awesomeness. But we talked about putting in the work when no one's watching and how a lot of people will be like, well, how did this person get that opportunity? Or how did that person get that opportunity? And without realizing the back end and the behind the scenes that me, all these other people in this industry, and probably yourself, you put in all of that work. And sometimes it's just stuff that you don't share on social media. But in the end, someone like Sam gets discovered in a way from this company, Elite FTS. They're big names in the fitness industry as far as uh, fitness equipment, um, just what they do. They're in the Columbus area. Anything in the Columbus area in the fitness industry is huge. So Sam got noticed for all of his hard work. And He is getting the opportunity to go to Ohio and work for a lot of his mentors in this industry. And this conversation, not only will I miss the hell out of him because he is truly my brother. I mean, we have the same dang last name, but not married, not related, just BFFs. Um, I have learned so much from Sam. It's undescribable Um, when you can be around someone who is so passionate about what they do and helping people. But, and I'm also so passionate about what I do and helping people. But instead of 
ever thinking that you know it all, just being able to take away and learn from what they know and then also then turn it into a way to help your own clients is something that I can never thank him for enough. Um, Just being so open-armed and willing to not only help me, you guys are very aware of what my last year had looked like and how Sam was a huge piece of the team that I built to rebuild myself. Um, But it's just so important to ask for help, always be a student, always be learning, The more that you know, the more you can help other people. And Sam is a true example of someone who just practices what he preaches and is one of the most passionate, um, non-judgmental, empathetic people in the fitness industry that I've ever been around. Um, So again, we will 100% miss him so much at the gym, but he's not far from Pittsburgh. I know he's going to crush it. I think he's going to stop and have dinner with my family on his way to Ohio. Uh, He's worked with my mom on her low back situation as well. So uh, it's just, you know, we wish Sam good luck. He'll still be on the podcast. We keep saying we're going to FaceTime him into the workouts at the gym whenever he should be there and, you know, just joke around. But everyone loves and adores him and he will certainly be missed in the physical sense. But whenever um, he can, he'll hop in the podcast. He's going to do big things out there. Get ready to follow his journey. I'll make sure I link um, his stuff below. They keep following him and supporting him on something that is going to be huge in his career. Um, Also... Side note, um, this week is National Eating Disorder Awareness Week. So I wanted to come on here and uh, just extend um, the facts of what this week means to me and to countless others um, around me. Um, so for those that don't know, I uh, my first struggle with um, an eating disorder was when I was between the ages of 10 and 12, um, I basically, I can go, I'm, I plan on going into full depth later this week, uh, live on Instagram with my girl, Heather. Um, but just bringing awareness that these eating disorders and everyone, you know, it's like, nobody can, you should never compare mine's worse or mine's better than yours. It's just your story. And the way that you, dealt with things and the way that I dealt with things and the way that other people deal with things is uh, if they're struggling with an eating disorder can be very different. Um, But the one common ground that I want to just bring awareness to is getting help. And even if you find that you're having tiny tendencies of controlling or manipulating your food in a way that you're using it um, to quote unquote, cover up um, something else you might be dealing with, um, or it's starting to take over your everyday and food becomes anxiety and food um, becomes scary. Uh, There's so many different ways that we can feel about it um, or that you're manipulating it because you're unhappy with your body and you want to manipulate your body um, and over, you know, under eat and over exercise to make your body look a certain way. Those are all things that I have dealt with in the last... Uh, 21 years now, (laughs) Um, you know, and, and my biggest thing for people is one, get help, uh, find a therapist, find someone, find someone to reach out to. Um, Getting help is number one that you just, you got to do it. It's, it's going to help you get through. And 
Uh, two, it's I want to always share my stories because I want to give people hope. Um, if your child is dealing with this, if you're someone in your family, if a friend, um, wh- whoever they may be, someone you care about, um, there, there's always hope that they are going to be okay and you are going to be okay. And it will not take over your life forever. And I remember being very young and thinking, this is going to be my forever and I'm going to have to deal with this forever. And although there might be little things that pop up here and there that I need to work through still, it has turned, that is part of my story to then help other people now. And that to me is a blessing. And I'm thankful to have gone through what I went through so that I can then use that uh, to help other people and show that you could be in a really dark spot, uh, whether it's an eating disorder or anxiety or depression or, you know, what any mental health and you, there is hope. There is hope. Uh, Take your life back into your hands, reach out for help. It'll be the best decision you ever made. And um, one of the websites that I often link people to is nationaleatingdisorders.org, N-E-D-A. They're all about feeding hope. Uh, They have a chat box. They have a call box. They have a text box. Um, Things you can reach out to. um, I'll make sure I leave that uh, leave that link below. Uh, but ways that you can, you know, even take a little checklist and see if you fall underneath of these, um, categories that you might just need to talk to someone. And I just want to extend that I am holding space for anyone who's struggling with something. Um, I'm here to listen. I'm here to talk. Feel free to reach out to me. And Keita wants to let you know, she's also here to talk to you. <laughs> um, but with that guys, look out later on Instagram. My plan is to go live and then use that audio to then upload onto a podcast, but um, something I'm super passionate about uh, helping people with um, now. So I love you all. Thank you so much for your support. Hang in with me for this 10-minute intro (laughs) and enjoy this episode. Sam and I get uh, into why he's moving, what he'll be doing, how he has helped me over the years. um, Over the years. Oh my God, listen, like over all these years, over the year, um, and ways that you can implement things in your life, even if you're not a trainer, to help other people and take in from other people. And a little bit about my story and when I was moving and and different things like that. So lots going to come up. You guys are amazing. If you aren't subscribed, please subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at True To You Chats. And we will see you guys in the next episode. Bye. been a long time what song uh, did i just make i don't that know up? i but i'm just laughing i'm just i think laughing. i just made that up i think i just made that song time been you a can long time. if you put a tune to anything it's I a song left you. what's that song you're just making shit up at this point. Beat to step two step two step two what is that you could say you could say anything right now and i would have zero idea what you're talking yeah you're about. like that sounds like a song <laughs> sounds like a song casey perfect that's me hey guys it's me and Sam. Oh, hey. I'll probably put this up this week because we haven't done like a live, like other than like my friend, Sam, my girl friend, Sam. And then I have my, <laughs> sounds really wrong. I'm like my boyfriend, Sam, and my girlfriend, <laughs> Sam. My, not that it's wrong, but that my girl, my friend girl named Sam. And Nailed then it. my friend boy named Sam. <laughs> I have lots of Sams in my life. Lots of Sams in my life. So 
I had her on the show last week and it was such a good episode that I was like, this is going up today. Like we're not even waiting. Like, it's just so good. It was so good. Mm. And so needed in that time. Um, just talking about the athlete brain and the science behind how our brain works with stress and being an athlete and all of the above. Um, but this one I think could go up too. Cause we haven't done like a, Hey, it's us live this, this, this is, week. This is bringing it back. This is bringing like it to- back. And we're going to do more of these. And I think what everyone could understand now is when you are, when we were launching the podcast, it's like, you're at first so concerned about having enough episodes that you're like, we, we did so many early on yeah. that actually we still have a couple we haven't even posted um, yep. that I'd have to go back and listen to and make sure they're relevant. But there was good. We did a couple Q and A's and things in the beginning because we were so worried, you know, you just get worried. You want to make sure you have backup. Um, yeah. And plus we had a few cues that needed to be aid. Oh, I get it. <laughs> oh I was God. like, I thought you said, oh. Have you had coffee today? Just yes, I actually just finished it. I Did thought you... you said um, cued that need to be aid. And I was like, I have no idea what that means. And then it hit me. You didn't say what I thought. The, the delay. Yeah, the, yeah. there's the a delay, delay in the internet. Yeah, there was a, a huge, delay. Three <laughs> huge delay. Um, so yeah, we had, we did a couple in the beginning and then we just kind of put them to the back, you know, it's like, and then we would upload them while we were doing other episodes. And so now we're at a point where it's like, we have those to pick from if we need, but now it's been really nice because we've just, I've just been able to interview people by myself, interview people with Sam. Um, we'll have to get Heather back on the show, but, um, it's just been, it's just been really cool to be able to, to be so consistent and be able to, um, kind of jump in and do the intros before they start and just be like, Hey, it's me now. And this is what's going on in a little couple Mm -hmm. minute intro. And then you kind of go into it. And, um, we've had some freaking, every single person that has been on this podcast has been freaking awesome. Like, so inspirational. Absolutely. And the best part is like it, the timeline doesn't necessarily matter, right? Mm -hmm. Like the information is so, is just such a high quality. The people that are on are such a high quality that it's like, everybody can listen to this like whenever, right? Mm-hmm. There was no like time crunch with it, which is cool. Yeah. And you can go back and listen to things. Like if you like haven't listened to it in a while mm. and, and then now we can refer people back to it. Like, hey, listen to episode three whenever we talk about injuries or, you know, whatever it may what, be. What are we at, 17? Is this, this, would this be 17? I think I just posted, I think I just posted 17. I could be wrong. Sorry. Another video popped Double up chip. when I went back on that. <laughs> um, so, oh, I'm looking up True to You Fitness. That's my other one. Dun, da, da. Amanda, I think okay, Amanda, Amanda was 16. So it was two weeks ago I posted Sam. I apologize. And then the last one was with Amanda, which we did months ago. And it was so, still yeah. so perfect, fit right in. Um, and we're at a, a whopping 226 followers on Instagram for True to You Chats. Boom. Bang. That's like 400, no, that's 500 ears, right? Right, right. Yeah, double it. Yeah. I like what you're thinking. (laughs) So a lot has happened with Sam and I off the mic, off the mic. Um, Some changes are happening. Some fairly big changes. Some fairly big changes are happening. So I'm going to let Sam kind of open, open. Yeah. What do you want to say? Open the can of worm? No, can of worms. 
perfect. Open the worms. You're, open all the worms. All open right. All so worms. I'm going to be moving to Ohio. Dun dun dun. Pause and for every dramatic single, effect. No, every <laughs> single person that I have told that you're moving to Ohio from Rhode Island, like I'm like, oh yeah, Sam's moving to Ohio. They're like, why? Like literally, people yeah. in Rhode Island don't even know Ohio exists. I think <laughs> it's like a thing. It's like anywhere else in the United States. You say I'm from Rhode Island. They're like, yeah, that's part of New York, right? It's like, mm-hmm. no, that's not part of New York at all. Yep. Um, yeah. So I just got accepted as the newest member of Elite FTS in London, Ohio. I'll be working with them. I'll be doing a lot with bringing a lot of educational content, bringing a lot of uh, a few other projects that we're working on their podcast. I'm going to be working with their uh, team of athletes, of columnists, of educators, everybody just kind of being a part of that whole team. Uh, And I'm super friggin' pumped about it. Um, This was, this was kind of in the works for the last couple months. It was on again, off again but I finally made the commitment to pick up my entire life and move it to Ohio. Actually, uh, in the middle of Columbus, Columbus, Ohio, which is about 30, Columbus 40 minutes. Columbus is a sweet spot. It's so great. Don't know. Yeah. It's so, it's beautiful. Um, I'm going to be right next to the Blue Jackets Arena, right next to just short north. Like everything over there is just absolutely gorgeous. Food is amazing. Um, the culture is amazing. Uh, the strongest people in the world are in Ohio. Let's be real. And (laughs) just get to be part of them now. (laughs) Get to be part of it, which is so funny because everyone should know this, but I'm originally from Pittsburgh. So when he says Ohio, I'm like, hell yeah, that's our neighbor. Like we're right there, but it's like so funny out here when I say Ohio or Pittsburgh, a lot of people think Pittsburgh is where Philadelphia is located. And I'm like, no, we're like six hours on the other direction of the state. And they're like, oh, and then you go to Ohio where Sam's going is like three more hours um, west. Do you want to yeah. know how I know what directions are? Uh, that was, never, yeah, let's hear it. Eat, never eat shredded, shredded wheat. wheat. Yep. Yep. And I literally in my brain have to go never eat shredded west. And like, I can totally tell you where I'm going. Well, I do the same thing with my social security number. I have to say the entire thing <laughs> to get the last four digits. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Like it's just so many things that are in yep. my brain anyway. But yes, he's going like three hours more West of where I am originally from. So even further away from Rhode Island. Well, I did think it was funny that I'm living in a place called arena crossing and, mm-hmm. uh, bring, which is bring my maiden the- name yeah. <laughs> for people that don't know. Casey arena was my, was my alter ego until I got married. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. And just Sam had to and bring I that- always ha- we always haven't had the same last name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sam I was born I. with mine. Yeah, actually, Sam has had so, his longer than me. A little bit different, but yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited. I mean, I'm obviously uh, gonna be sad that I'm gonna be moving away from Rhode Island, moving away from Casey and everybody else uh, that I've got to work with over the last few years. But really, like, this opportunity is frigging crazy, and I am pumped for the next chapter, whatever that looks like. And yeah, I mean, we're, I mean, I know realistic. Oh, Casey, you don't need to wipe your tears. Um, <laughs> I was wiping my screen. I was like, these MacBook computers or these MacBook cameras are just so bad if they're like yeah. before this year's. And now it's like they've gotten exposed because they weren't being used a lot before. And now that like with the pandemic, like Zoom obviously took off and like now people are using these and they've realized how bad you pay 
so much money for this MacBook Pro. What, yeah, what size did you get? It was like a 13 inch. Or I have the 13 inch, and yeah. mine was like the 20. I don't know if it was 2019 or 2020 model, which comes out before the year, so maybe it was 2020. But mm-hmm. I think like they got exposed to like how poor their webcam quality is because people just weren't using it. And I'm like, how can you pay this much money and I can have better quality on my phone than I do on this piece of machinery computer? It just yeah, drives me crazy. My, well, my biggest thing with that is like the 13 inch was like, I don't know, 1600 bucks, 1700 Like it was yes. not cheap. Hoss, buddy, you're going <laughs> to give me some space. You're going to give me some space, but <laughs> The dog um, wants to cuddle Sam. Look at him. He's right here. Oh, hi. Hi, bud. Hi, bud. He's um, like, I want to oh, be on the podcast. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, <laughs> he's right. Holy shit. He's buddy. right on top of you. Did you eat your hi, own Hoss. ass? Did Aww, you eat your own nice ass? Be nice to Haas. Be nice to Haas. There he goes. All right. Perfect. Now, I don't know if you want to cut that one out. Haas. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no. But then, like, the, what is it? The 20-inch? I forgot how big the next um, size up. I think it goes up to it's 13 inch and then 16 or 17 inch I think I yeah don't, and it's like a thousand dollars more like it's mm-hmm. crazy it's absolutely 100%. insane absolutely 100%. insane when I decided to go for it and get this computer it was actually like right in like March time last year which I can't believe it's like almost a year since I've been doing like online workouts and stuff but I was teaching I like look back now I'm like I was teaching off of my Chromebook that isn't even, it's like a flip Chromebook with like, it turns into almost like an iPad, but it's like a slower version of an iPad. And so it's like, I'm like looking back and I'm like, how were people staying with me during this? Like I had 25 people at a time on these workouts with me and we would like freeze all the time. We would like, the quality was horrible. And I'm like, and I didn't have a microphone. I was just screaming across the room there was no music. Like, I'm like how we have evolved. But whenever I had to buy this computer, not that I had to, but I knew I needed to step it up. Like I wanted to start the podcast. I wanted to do things that I needed more space on my computer. And I was between the MacBook Air and the Pro. The amount of videos I watched comparing the two, I was losing my mind. I was like, I am so torn. I have no idea. And then I literally just finally talked to my friend, Allie, who's been on this podcast already. And I was like, what do you have? What do you do? And she's like, girl, just go for the pro. Like you're already spending over a thousand dollars. Like just go for it. Obviously being business owners, we can write these things off. Not that you get it for free by any means, but that made it a little bit easier to think about. But I was like, holy crap, the amount of money this thing is. Yep. In the for the camera to be poor. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm off my soapbox, but I'm just like I'm just like come on. Like come yeah. on. It, and it is. It's totally ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So, back to Sam moving. Sorry. I was getting off the subject cuz I'm sad. But yeah, Sam Here's the thing. Let's It's like if you look back at the last year of Sam and I Well, this is where I was going to segue, okay, right? Go like, for it. Okay. Go for All it. Right. So I wanted to touch, and this is going to be about you as well, is... Well, obviously, it, you always want to be about the host. I'm just they, kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I couldn't hear that. What was that? My, I'm, my, just my I'm just um, kidding. I'm just kidding. This, essentially, the, the idea started about a year ago for this, right? Right. Like, a, Brushing my a teeth. little bit less, right? Brushing mm-hmm. your teeth. And then you brought the conversation to me. I remember sitting on the floor of the gym, and you're like, do, I should do a podcast. And I was like, yeah fuck yeah. Like we're just like, let's do that thing. 
Right. You're like, you, and you asked me if I have experience. I was like, yeah, of course. Like I definitely had experience, but like, not like a good one. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> but the idea that that was about it, this came from the last year, right? I also want to touch on how you're feeling with your low back and your mm-hmm. training and everything that's going on with that. Mm-hmm. But like the fact of the matter is that we sat down, had an initial conversation just about a year ago when we first really like connected for, I had that webinar I did, you reached out, you scared the shit out of me because you DM'd me and I thought I was in trouble. Um, but obviously that's it, my vibe. Just so yeah. mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just cutthroat. But that, um, doesn't that go to prove though, that people in the social media world, it's like, you just really need to take people with it. Like you have to understand that like what you think is happening in social media is like 90% of the time, not even yeah, no. real life. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's insane. Absolutely. And to think back, like granted, it's a little less than a year. I think March, whatever, it'll be a year mm-hmm. for this whole quarantine thing. But to think back, I mean, I'm just thinking about you, like the, the space you were in like a year ago versus today. Holy shit. You are a different person. I am, I think that I am more me than, which is like crazy, right? Right. Right. Because it's like, I, I was just saying this the other day to, um, to, to someone and I don't need to name names. I was saying this to someone and it's something I don't open up all the time about. Cause I feel like I, it's obviously something that's not the easiest to talk about, but it's also something that I think needs to be said because I think there's a huge stigma around it. But, um, so about a year ago when I started to really realize that like, you know, we all took a pivot and we all got shut down and we all like everything I ever done and going a 90 million miles an hour and hitting the gas every single day. And, for just putting my body to the side. Like it was like, you're fine. You're fine. Because you get to a point where your body adapts to the gas pedal. You know what I mean? Like your body adapts to the gas pedal. This could totally be a whole like Instagram post. Sam's like, no, I need to fucking, I need to fucking say this right now. Parental advisory sticker on this shit. I'm like fired up in the best way possible. I told you this last night. I said, so Casey has adopted this new just confidence in ev- in like what she does that she was always confident, but now she just fucking owns it. And it's the coolest shit to see and to experience, right? Like, so you're working with an athlete last night and she says something about her shoulder and like you grab that situation by the fucking horns and just handled it. And I was like, this is the coolest shit ever because Casey a year ago would have not known like she just wouldn't have would have handled it the same way like to the point where I told you specifically last night I told you I go that fucked me up in the best way possible like the best possible case scenario because like as someone who is I I love education I love teaching but I also love learning and it's, I, and I wrote a post about this, uh, like a week or two ago. It was like having my notebook. Cause I'm writing a note down. Go ahead. Sure. Absolutely. So I wrote a post about this the other, the other day, uh, shout outs at Sam Brown strength. Um, and it <laughs> it's was always in the show notes, people come on. And it was see one, do one, teach one. 
And it was the idea that in the medical field or specifically surgeons, they go through this process where they see a surgery done, they perform the surgery themselves, and then they have to teach it to somebody else, right? To see that, and to be fair, like you had a lot to do with me writing this post because of like what we were doing in the gym, what we were working on. And it was just so frigging cool to see this whole thing come full circle to now you are teaching a younger athlete, uh, a high school or college kid, like whatever, to right. know their own bodies better. And for you to get to that point, you had to experience that pain. You had to experience that feeling. And then you had to learn the means of getting out of that situation. And now you're coming full circle to fucking teach people how to get out of that situation that plagued you. Like, it was so cool to see. Like, I get so hyped. I was friggin' hyped up chatting with Orlando about it last night. <laughs> like, we had our, like, one and a half beers each and our plate right. of nachos. And right. we were just, I was like, oh, Coach o, like, man, you just missed, like, a star-studded performance of awesomeness. And I just, like, went off so cool. because it's, it's, like as someone who, again, who's big into education, who's big into teaching and big into learning is to see somebody like understand something so well, so quickly and adapt it to helping somebody immediately. Like that was so cool. So I'm super proud of who you are a year after us really meeting, ironically for the first time, like right. you being your true self, me being my true self, being unhindered or in, unhindered. I think that's Unhindered. a real word. Yeah. Yeah. That you sounds sound like good. me. You sound like yeah. me. Of course. I think it's a real word. <laughs> you, yeah, you know yeah. how I, like, do you know me. what I say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, like, like just, that's one of the many like positive things that have come from this like chaotic, crazy year is I know that you are going to help so many more people on such an immense, awesome level, like a life-changing level with people. And it's so fucking cool to see and to be a part of and to like see that evolution over time from someone who was like, who I really like met like a year ago and it was like, my back hurts, I'm freaking the fuck out. And it's like, yeah, now now you're like, ah, oh, well, it's definitely your thoracic rotation. And it's like, yes, holy shit. Like this is the coolest <laughs> thing ever. Like it's just, it's just so cool to see, like, one of the ways you know you're good at a language is if you're funny in that language, right? Mm. Like, if you knew Spanish, but you could tell jokes and, like, make people laugh in Spanish, you really know the nuances of that language, right? right? So when you're training, when you're coaching, and you're able to take someone's situation without a ton of background information, and your first response was to ask more questions, clarifying questions, understanding things. And they're like, hey, we're going to try these things. Let's fit it into what you're doing right now. It was just boots on the ground, like practitioner focused, like so friggin' cool to see. And it's what coaches and trainers need to do more of. It's less mm -hmm. about paralysis by analysis and more about just getting your hands dirty and we're going to figure this out together. You yeah. may not have had all the information at the time, but you know, regardless of what she said to you, you could help her in some way. Mm -hmm. And that is so, it was like the coolest thing I've seen. And it's, it is, I say this all the time. I preach this all the time. And I literally, again, I, I didn't even go over the first thing I, that I was talking about, but I will come back to that, that I was talking to somebody else yesterday and 
we were chatting and I, the amount of times I use the story of, yeah, my history of with anxiety and my past of what I went through as a kid and what I went through in college and feeling like I would never get better and I would and nobody else understood. And I was all by myself going through this. And, um, why me? Like, why did I have to have anxiety? Why me? Why did I get chosen? And I literally said like to my client, I said, I said, you know, now I know why, like now I know why I was chosen to have this path of, um, of hardship and freaking, you know, 10 years old, I'm in the therapist office or I'm in my guidance counselor's office eating my lunch because I can't be around all the simulation in the cafeteria because it's too big for my anxiety and thinking that I will be this way the rest of my life. Like I, this is it. Right. And at 10 years old, that is so scary because you're like, I'm only 10. Like this is insane, you know, or 11 years old, whenever it really was, I feel like I blank out a lot on the timeline, but, um, but I literally said, now I help people literally that are going through the same thing I went through, if not the same exact thing, variations of how I have felt, whether it's, it doesn't have to be an eating disorder that they're going through or, you know, anxiety disorder that they're going through. It just, if they're having any kind of anxiety or any kind of, um, feeling like they're alone or whatever to be able to say, now I know why I went through all of that so that I can now help others is the same with this stuff. I've always said, even from 10 years old, I realized I have to go through something. I have to face it. I just said this yesterday too. I have to face it head on or else it will keep building up and then it literally takes over. So you, you keep showing up, you keep going at it straight on. And the more you go at it straight on in two ways, one, it gets smaller if it's an anxiety or it's, it's a fear. You realize like, Oh, okay, well, it's not that bad. It's not as bad as I made it. On the other respect, when you're learning something and going through like what I have in the last year of going through what I went through and, and thinking I was never going to feel normal again and thinking that I was, if my career was over, like, I, I know it sounds dramatic, but that's where I was. Like, I was like, I'm not going to be able to be a trainer anymore. Like this is, this is it, you know? And I had myself at 31 thinking it's all done. And to be in a dark place like that is really scary. And I hadn't been there since I was probably 10 years old, if we're being honest, like the lowest point. But if I didn't keep showing up and hitting it head on and, and pumping the brakes and saying no to things and, and saying yes to other things and more so finding myself, then I would have never learned from you what I learned from you. And now I can take what I learned that has helped me. And now again, help other people. And that is the freaking coolest thing that I know you feel like, cause I also feel that way. Like when people are going through something, I'm so passionate about just keep showing up and face it head on because it will be better. It will get better. And there are times where we feel like it won't. And I've been there too. And it's like to be able to, for you and I to have essentially re-met each other, right? Like in a different right. space for you and in a mm -hmm. different space for me, um, to build a team again in a way when you feel very alone. And I posted about this the other day on Instagram about why you don't need to do things all by yourself and why, mm -hmm especially as an entrepreneur or a trainer, when you're very solo in what you do, 
there's nothing wrong with reaching out. There's nothing wrong. I would not be where I am now without reaching out to Sam or without opening up, you know, to be able to help, um, to help other people by sharing my story and to keep it all to myself is like, what am I doing with that? You know? And, and that's what Tasha and I actually, Tasha's episode will be up potentially after this one, but we had the best talk about, and she's just so straight up with it. She's like, if I'm on social media and I'm an influencer, what the hell am I influencing if I'm not helping people? And I was like, that has been her, what her and I have stood by since we've met each other. Like we end up on the outside of the room together with a whole room full of influencers. Her and I end up over here because we see underneath the underneath the um, surface level. We see, okay, yeah, take your pictures, get what you need to do, take your videos. And then what, you know, where's the connection? Where's the change? Where, where are we coming together as, as people? Right. Um, and I think that it's just, it's just, uh, it's just really cool to see it all come full circle. And one thing I wanted to touch on to kind of bring this point down is that, you know, a year ago, I, so I've been on and off with medication, um, since 20, oh God, um, 2014 probably. So I, when I first started my own business, I vividly remember, um, you know, I was, uh, I was a teacher for a little bit. I was a, um, I had a long-term sub position for a phys ed spot at the school that I graduated from, which was pretty cool. Like it was cool to kind of go back and like be a teacher at your high school and be like walking through the hallways, like allowed to be on your cell phone. Like I remember one of the teachers, like literally like had me turn around when they did, they were like, excuse me. Cause I was, I was 22, right. Like walking through the hallway with my phone and I had my badge on like in the front and they couldn't see. And I turned around and they were like, I am so sorry. Like, I thought you were a high school student. I was going to be like, what are you doing on your cell phone? So you have like baby Casey, right? Taking this job, being a phys ed teacher, like doing what I went to school for having fun. Like it was fun. I was at the high school. I had my own homeroom. I want to say I was like a cool teacher. People came to my homeroom <laughs> to hang out with their friends. Like I, I like, I loved it. I loved, I loved the atmosphere. I, I loved all about it, but I was also training clients at night. Like I would get home and then I would train clients because I was trying to build up my personal training business. Right. And thank goodness my family, my parents had a gym in the garage or like the basement that I was using as my gym. Right. So I'm building this up. And I remember when the teaching job was over because it was only like an eight to 10 week situation. Um, I remember, you know, waking up and being like, okay, what am I supposed to do? Like, I'm literally like, I like got my computer out and I'm like sitting there with my fingers on the keyboard and my heart would be racing. Like I would just wake up in the morning and my heart would be racing. And I'd be like, mom, my heart is racing. I, I'm not even doing anything. Like, what am I, like, I, like I, so my anxiety of what's next, what am I supposed to do? What, like, how do I start a business? Like I've already started it, but how do I make it a full-time thing? And so my, my heart, every morning I'd wake up, my heart would race but it was really like, you know, my body showing like, you know, my anxiety through the feeling through my heart. Like I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like just feeling this anxiety. And my mom said, she was like, you know, what if you looked into getting on something that could potentially just put your mind at ease? Because with me, 
anxiety always kind of spins around me and it's, it's depends on how much it sticks, right? Like it depends on what I'm going through at the time. It depends on just different situations, how much the anxiety that kind of spins around you. Cause I think people understand if they deal with anxiety, like what that feels like, um, how much sticks and how much just keeps spinning. Um, and sometimes I would be anxious about absolutely nothing. Like I would just feel anxious. And I was like, I'm not even doing anything, right? Like I don't even know what to do. And so I kind of, I think there was just such a stigma of getting on medication, even in like 2014, I just didn't know other people that were taking it. I felt like almost I gave up if I took it. It was a weird stigma that I put on myself. Like I was like, you're stronger than this. You don't need that. Like that's kind of like the mindset that I took. And it's a very normal mindset of, of why do I need to be on this? I'm strong. That means I'm weak. And it's, and it, and it, fucking a, it does not mean you're weak, but obviously at the time I, I just, that's just the stigma I built up in my own brain. Right. So I went on something and it helped me. It was such a low dose, but it helped me immensely. Like my brain just felt like it was open and it wasn't closed. Quieted the noise a little bit. It just quieted the noise. And then I got to a point, which I think often happens with people. And I really haven't opened up about this yet. Like I just haven't opened up about being on medication. And so I like couple, maybe like a year or two went by and I go, I'm good. I don't need to be on this anymore. Like me, I went no therapy in between, no nothing. I was just like, oh, I'm good. Cause you start to feel good. You start to feel like you have it kind of figured out and, and you know, I'm starting my own business and I'm busy and I'm happy and I'm working with athletes and I'm just happy. Right. So I come off of it and you know, it starts to build back up again. Cause I'm also not using any other tools at the time. I'm not going to therapy. I'm not telling people that I'm so struggling. Everyone's thinking like Casey's good. Right. And until I came back or I came to Rhode Island and I last year in this, in that moment of feeling so lost and confused and sad and depressed. And I wouldn't necessarily say I deal with dealt with a ton of depression in my life. I feel like anxiety is my number one. Like I worry and I get anxious, but I, I don't often, I think deal with like a deep depression, but last year I like started to slip into that. And I was like, I'm sad. Like I'm, I'm Mm -hmm. like not feeling like I can even like do anything or crawl out of this hole. And my mom said to me, you know, she goes, would you think about getting back on something? Like how long have you been off of a medication? And I'm like, you know, and I, and I had again, that stigma in my head. And so I went to therapy first, got back into therapy first and her and I talked about it. And this is a therapy place, uh, location that is very holistic mindset. It's very like yoga, breath work and talk therapy. Like it's very like movement and breath based, which is so great. And I totally, understand. And, and that does help me, but with someone with like my personality or my like go, go, go gas pedals, it's really hard to be like, I want you to sit and stare at this candle flame and breathe. And not that I can't do it, but I had to find my own way of doing it. And when we talked about medication, she was like, there's nothing wrong with you needing 
to be on something to clear your brain and just let the anxiety brain just like shut up for a little bit and just be able to clear the path for you to be who you are. Because the issue is when I am not, I don't say the issue, but the big thing when I'm off medication and not that I will be on it the rest of my life, but right in these moments, when I'm anxious, when I'm dealing with something, when I'm feeling a certain way, when I'm off of it, people notice my closest people notice like my husband, my mom, like people notice that I'm a little less go with the flow. I'm a little less, I'm a little more strict. I'm a little more trying to control things and I'm not so my true self, you know? And then all of a sudden I start to get on the medication again. I, I talk to Sam. I start reaching out. I start building this team. I start realizing I'm going to make it. I'm, I have a plan. I have stretches. I have strength exercises. All of a sudden, it was like this full circle came together and Casey really was just trying to emerge, if that makes sense. Like, mm. I feel like I was underneath all of these different things. Like I was under stuff. I was under my schedule. I was under my training. I was under like all of this stuff that I wasn't focusing on myself. And then when the medication kicked in and it cleared my brain a little bit and then therapy was going and I was working with Sam and I went to the chiropractor and I had tests done and I was just doing everything I needed to do. My therapist said, she said, you know, early on, she said, we're going to rewrite your story because it's not that you're different now. It's just that the true Casey is a little lost and we're going to find Casey. And I remember being like, huh, like, are we really like, you know what I mean? Like in my brain, like, is Casey really going to like emerge? And I feel like what to really, that was a very long story just to kind of one open up that not that, you know, everyone's story is different, but medication is for me a very helpful tool um, to deal with my anxiety. Um, and it, all of the other things that I also did in it's the medication's not a magic pill, but doing all the other work that I put in has gotten me to a point now where I like believe in myself and I'm mm -hmm. confident in myself. Just like Sam said, like all of a sudden I'm like, Oh no, like, like I'm Casey. Hi, like, nice to meet you. Like, you know, it's just, I've really think that I've been able to find myself again. And yep. that is, there's just, it's just priceless. Like it's just priceless. Yeah. And I don't know if you even noticed you did this. The thing that fired me up the most last night, well, two things, right. Okay. About that interaction with your athlete. I know for a fact, you will not remember this because it was so quick and it was just knee jerk. And I was like, yo, all right. <laughs> all right. We're, we're here. We're in this. Yep. As soon as your athlete started speaking, you looked at me and I looked at you and I was like, you got this, you got this. And like, you're like, like for a second, there's a split second where you didn't think you did. Right. And then we started talking more. And then all of a sudden it was like, I got this, mm -hmm. I got this shit. Right. Not only that, but the second thing, and I know for a fact, you're not going to remember this, but I will remember it forever. You said, we got this, mm. which is one of the fucking first things I said to you when you started with me about a year ago, I said, we got this, we right. got this, we're good. We right. got this. Right. And then it was like off to the races. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like, but it all starts with making that connection with that other person saying, here, let me support you in this situation. Mm-hmm. Let's figure this out together. And like you just knock that shit right out of the park. And like if Sarah McGill was here, she'd be like, you nailed it. Like you just nailed it. Right. But right. the fact that like, and so enough, enough about that situation. We need to call, talk back to a year ago with you and me. So I'm opening up now. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Wait, hold your thought. I'm just going to let my dog out real quick. Okay. Don't move. All right, not moving, not moving. <laughs> edit, edit. So, can you still hear me? Oh, you have your your yeah, AirPods in. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry. She's like staring at me, and she likes the snow, but I'll let her out. Okay, we back. So- yeah, she has interrupted back. this podcast many times. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, she, she didn't shit on the floor. Mm-hmm. Yet. Um, that has happened other times. <laughs> um, so, yeah, about a, a year ago when we first met, when you contacted me about your back, I was struggling with getting out of a, a relationship. Like, it didn't work out. It wasn't going well. I didn't know myself, first and foremost. So when you had mentioned before, and this is <laughs> actually going to be hard to say, you mentioned this before that I was like guiding you or helping you through like this really dark time in your life. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, but I have to tell you that you think I was the one leading the charge, holding a lantern through this dark time in your life. Absolutely not. We were at a point where I was in the darkness with you. Mm-hmm. I was right there with you in the darkness for myself And I was holding a lantern, but I had my fucking eyes closed. I didn't know where the fuck I was going. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. I had no idea where I was going. I had no idea what I was doing. And it was your presence and your introduction into my life at that point in time. That was like, you know what? I don't know what I want to do, but I know I can help the fuck out of Casey right now. I don't know where I'm going to be tomorrow. I don't know what I'm going to do later. But this is something that I have control over in my life right now. And I was like, I'm going to, we're going to figure this shit out together. Mm -hmm. So I don't want you to think that I was there, like knowing where to guide you through this darkness. I had my eyes closed and I was holding your hands and I was like, we're just going to go. We're just going to go. I don't know where we're going. (laughs) I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going. You, God, this is actually hard. You truly impacted my life in I, and I said this to you before, I think you've genuinely saved my life and have put me in a position where I am confident in who I am as a person, who I am as a coach, as a practitioner, as whatever the fuck title there is, as a Sam. Mm-hmm. You have helped me to be the best possible Sam I could ever be. And it was, if I had not met you, I don't know what sort of place I would be in. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have been able to have this opportunity in Ohio, I don't know if I would have been able to grow and develop and meet the people that you have introduced me to and been on, been able to start this podcast with you and like help build this thing. And and like you allowed me to be me and you didn't, you met me exactly where I was. You didn't Mm -hmm. expect anything more. You didn't, you know, uh, put any sort of pressure 
even at your lowest of low, you never said this shit better work. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. You know, like you never pressurized the situation. You allowed me to be me and do what I do. And I was able to see that from uh, a different perspective. And it truly was, it was life-changing. And to see you imparting that sort of comfort and that sort of, uh, sort of, I don't know, that thought process on a younger person like when they were, I mean, obviously not struggling nearly as much, but who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't know pe- everybody's story, right? And Mm-mm. seeing you go from this person who just was sad, you were sad. Mm-hmm. And I saw it because you felt like you couldn't be you because of your pain. And to 100%. see you transform from someone who is owned and dominated by their symptoms and their feeling of that pain to now, I mean, we haven't even touched upon your training. You're absolutely killing it. Right. Like, but not even just physically, Mm -hmm. just, I see that shift. I don't see that victim anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. see that person who is hogtied by their emotions, by their fear, by their anxiety. I don't see that. Mm-hmm. We actually raced the other day and I told you. Yeah, during, can we just go over this class, race real no, quick? Talk, yeah. Oh my class, gosh. So Casey, obviously, if you've seen Casey and you've seen me, you know for a fact I am way faster than Casey. <laughs> way faster. So during this class, one of her classes, she my little kids me, that love nothing. relay races. I'm doing nothing. She challenges me straight up. To a well, no, race. a bunch of the little girls <laughs> wanted to challenge coach Sam. They were like, you need to, we need to challenge coach Sam and you know, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden it became. Meanwhile, Sam. let's talk about what I was doing. I was stretching because I'm an old guy now. And now I have Hello, to Hello, I'm an old lady. I cannot just go into a sprint and not want to puke. I need to warm up for a little bit. I want to say that I'm faster than what I used to be. And I was known to be fast just naturally because I'm stronger. So my, my speed is much better now, but okay, so no warm up. No. Okay. So just two people, cha- competitive people, two competitive people who are now have an audience, which is even worse for competition. A bunch of little kids. A that bunch are like, of little yeah, kids. Do it. And the music's blaring and it's this relay race over a couple short hurdles, you have to collect the medicine ball, run it back. Right? Okay, let's be let's let's put that point in there. You have to, as you're sprinting, change directions and then reach down to pick up a 12-pound med ball and run back. Did Casey play sports with her arms? No. Not that I cannot, but I am not used to sprinting and then scooping something off the ground and sprinting back. But continue, please, Mr. Baseball catcher of his whole life. But go ahead. Well, go it ahead. wasn't and strong man. Yeah, because that's like and a strong man. man. But yeah. I just so, picture you as a, a freaking, you know, your uh, uh, catcher and you just had to scoop things really quickly and, <laughs> and explode. But go ahead. But go ahead. So, so what happened? And this is all coming back to, to like, pump up you more but like i just enjoy the competition that's all (laughs) so we're lined up on the line right we're laying down on our on our stomachs to start and we when the whistle blows we go and start the relay (sighs) i whistle blows whatever happens we're off 
first like four steps, and I told Casey this already, I look over to my left and see her visually transforming into a fucking jaguar in front of me. <laughs> and I immediately go, in my head, I go, I'm fucked. I, there's no way I'm going to win this. There's no way. Because she just turned into a, a race car. Like, she was, like, low and, like, gaining speed. And my big, thumpy steps, it was like a seal. I was like a walrus versus a jaguar. And I was thumping around. And I, luckily enough, was able to scoop the ball before well casey you dropped it you just dropped the ball i dropped literally it, dropped the ball. i went sprinting and, she quit. and dropped and she it quit. And i she quit, quit because when i dropped <laughs> it it pro it's 12 pounds so it proceeded to roll off to the side and then by the time i would scoop it up and keep running sam was already dropping it off back at the line and i was like there is no way i'm probably going to catch him i'm not a to quitter be fair, though to be fair there was a hundred fifty percent you would have caught me because He's at that point that- of me of me dropping that ball, I immediately wanted to vomit. There was <laughs> nothing that I wanted to do less than continue that race. You had me if you just survived long enough for me to puke. And <laughs> Which- I always teach my kids never quit, but I just. I saw Sam come out the gate stronger than I thought he was going to be as far as speed. Walrus got speed. speed. Walrus (laughs) had speed. So I was like, dude, there's no way. Like, he's just going to crush this. And honestly, like, the two of us, I didn't even finish it. And we were, like, both shaking for, like, two hours afterwards. Yeah, I really didn't feel good. I don't Mm -hmm. know if it was, like, like just the the dead nut sprint after doing (laughs) nothing. It was zero to 100. After doing nothing? Or I have no idea what it was, but I remember just sweat, like cold sweat. And I was cold like, sweats. oh boy, this isn't good. <laughs> but yeah, no. So it was that at that moment, it's like those videos. It's like at that moment, he knew that yep. he fucked up. Yeah. Yep. It was at that moment. You're like an anamorph and you're just turning into like a different creature just about to pound me into the ground. And then you drop the ball. So I just want to go on record and say that I won. So you did. And I scooped up yours as well. Yeah. Then he decided to run back, grab both of the med balls that were left and run back with them. But who was shaking longer? I was going to say who was shaking longer after Sam? (laughs) 100%. 100% me. I commit to, you've got to commit to the joke. You just got to ride it out. You just got to commit to it. as, As far as you possibly can. Absolutely. Oh yeah. So good. Essentially, long story short, you're a jaguar. So I'm a jaguar. My yeah. soccer team calls me a gazelle, so I'll take either one. You got to use uh, these long legs for something, you know? It's like, yeah, come on. It now. was just, it just didn't make any sense. I was like, how are you at the same point as me? Like, I thought I got off the ground quick. Like, I was, I was jacked up on caffeine. I was like, yes. I got this. And then I was just like looking. I was like, oh shit, I forgot. I'm like a wildebeest. And <laughs> she was like a jaguar. And I'm like, this isn't good. Like, I'm like a, like a big, heavy train, right? Like, oh it takes gosh. me about 16 miles to speed up. When I'm sped up, I'm pretty good. But then it takes me another 12 to stop. Like, you I don't... actually, like I said, you came out quick. Like, I was shocked, actually. Yeah, and I started behind you. So You I did start behind me. Let's yeah. just let everyone know. <laughs> well, we're going to, like, redo this when I'm properly warmed up. And then I'm going to make oh. sure Sam's not warmed up at all. But That's fine. fine. Make sure I'm, like, just done eating. 
Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. That is the other thing. So I literally ate my dinner, which was like a sweet potato that like, isn't a quick digesting carbohydrate. It sweet potato and chicken and vegetables. And then I go there and he throw, he's like, let's do it. I'm like, I will throw up. And I literally did a 40 yard movement and thought I was going to blow, blow everywhere. It was a horror. Yeah. Well, fun fact about that day. I had a burrito for lunch that probably weighed the same as my thigh. So, (laughs) mm, I mean, you could say quick digesting carbs or slow digesting carbs all you want, but in terms of sheer volume, I essentially ate an infant. (laughs) Oh, hey there. Oh, I do. Oh, I I said the word. Oh, don't say the P word either. I said the word. What are you doing? <laughs> Brown. All right, hold on. We'll edit this part. Let me feed my dog. Real yeah, quick. do your thing. Do your thing. See this? It's just adorable. She knows. Kita, this is great. This is a good it trick. It is 449. We're supposed to yeah. eat at five. You have 10 minutes, Kita. Never wait that long. No, okay, hold on. <laughs> feed, feed hold your that pup. thought. Come Eat here. Only because I'm on a podcast will I do this right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> you should just ignore. So you know. Always get what you want. You always get what you want. Yes, you do. Whoa. Yes, you do. Sit. Putting it in the sniffer mat over here. Can you see me doing this? I do. That's uh, that's something. Well, you put it in here, and then they, then they have to sniff through and find all the all the kibble, and it <laughs> it takes her because she loves to sniff. It's like the way you know, it's like the way they get fired up in their brain, right? And she's a beagle, so she loves to do this. And she'll literally, it's so funny. After she'll just lay on it with like both hands and like dig through it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Okay, we're back. We're back. We're back with a vengeance. You're just running into the table. Um, so why don't we tie this down by talking a little bit about? Well, I think the point of our stories there really was that you, no matter when you're helping someone, right? It, or think of it this way. Any hard thing that you go through, there is another side to it, right? Like there is a side that I think actually there's an opportunity to use that to help change other people's lives. Um, There's an opportunity there if you take it, you know? And I think that that is a optimistic and positive way to look at something Um, will I say that that's how I felt when I first was going through it? Absolutely not. I was like, my life's over. Like, this is my dream, my job, everything's gone. I had myself so dark in like, just, just in a bad place. Right. Mm. But as you start to keep showing up for yourself and other people are showing up around you and you're putting in the work behind the scenes, nobody's seeing all of a sudden you start to realize, oh my gosh, this is another stepping stone in my life that now I can use to help other people. And it becomes 
your story and it becomes part mm. of your story. And it's up to you whether or not to use that to help other people. Yeah. And I think one of the things that gets unfortunately overplayed, I think, in the world of like self-help and self-improvement is that idea of optimism, right? It's your, it's like always look on the bright side, look on the bright side. It's like, you know what? When shit's hitting the fan and everything kind of sucks, it's, it's not optimism that necessarily gets you through in the classic sense of like, I'm fine. Everything's good. Everything's like, it's, great. It's all burning around you. Yeah, exactly. It's the idea like, Hey, this sucks really bad, but there's probably something better on the other side of it. Right. Kind of like what you said. And one of the things that I've been starting to say to Casey and actually a lot of the, the people I've been working with is like, you know what we do? We do hard shit, mm-hmm. right? We do hard shit. And it's like, there's not a single point like in our day where something isn't difficult. Like we do difficult things all the time, but the people that get the best outcomes in life are the ones that just, again, keep showing up to the difficult stuff. So one of the mantras that I've been saying is like, you know what, Casey, you know what we do? We do hard shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And it's, and it's just this kind of like, yeah, everything kind of sucks. Kind of sucks at this moment in time, mm-hmm. but just keep moving. Just keep moving forward. Whatever that forward is, even if you don't know mm-hmm. what way forward is, just step, just step, right? Yep. Like you just keep moving. That's where I was. I had zero idea what the plan was, but I exactly. focused in. I had focused in on doing everything I could to improve your situation. And it led me to a much better place, a much better place that I would have never been able to expect on the, before that happened. Right. It, it was like the old bait and switch. It's like, Oh, I'm doing this thing, but like all this other stuff ended up coming through with it. And it was just so amazing to be a part of that. And it all boiled down to like looking around, taking a deep breath and being like, we do hard shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and even if you're not a trainer or a, like, you know, work with people, like it really, mm-hmm. it's like every single human throughout their day probably does hard shit. Right. Yeah, and it's, absolutely. it's each time it's taking the step to do it because it's, I think it's just such a parallel to, to people showing up in the gym or showing up for fitness or, you know, working out or whatever. Right. It's, it's that, like, I say it all the time to clients. I'm like, they're like, oh man, that was hard. I'm like, well, yeah. Like, you know, I, my, I go, that's my job. My job is not to, my job is not to make you puke and hate your life. Like, that's not my job. That's, that's not smart. Um, that's not smart training, you know, but it's, it's, it's not meant to be easy. If it was easy, you wouldn't get anything out of it, you know? And it's like, we do, you do hard shit. Showing up to the gym is not easy after work. Then, then you throw in a workout. Then you throw in that you have to make dinner. If you have a family, if you have things you need to do before you get up and do it all over again, like we all do hard shit and everyone's Mm. level can be different every day. You know, it's not like a competition, but the more you keep showing up and doing the hard shit, the more resilient you are in so many other areas of your life. And that optimism doesn't always need to be think happy thoughts 
Uh. Only be happy because guess what? Like (laughs) there are times where you're not (laughs) happy and people, people literally, I was on the phone the other day, um, with like a, a coworker and she said, we were talking just about, I, I had gone to the doctor. I had some things pop up last week that I got nervous about in my anxiety. Here's Kita. My anxiety took over. And she literally said to me, she's like, it's just so hard for me to believe that you struggle like that. Like, she's like, because you're so like, Casey, yeah, let's go. And that's me. That is truly like, that's what I said to her. I'm like, but that's, that's, that's me. Right. But I also deal with hard shit too, you know, Absolutely. and that doesn't mean that I have to be bubbly about my hard stuff, but it's, I'm real about it and I'm honest about it. And I, well, and I, what's the word I want to say? I am ex- more accepting. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm accepting this is going on. And yeah. that internal optimism is sometimes really hard to find, but in the end, when you keep showing up through that hard shit, it gets a little bit easier to find. Well, that's the thing, right? Like human beings are designed to adapt, right? They, mm-hmm. Humans, we don't have big, big, scary teeth. We don't have sharp claws. We have these really big brains and this nervous system that is designed to take stimulus in and it is designed to adapt us to whatever environment that we're in. So take the gym, for example, right? Like a lot of people are like, don't really understand the process of that they're trying to accomplish at the gym. It's like, if you're trying to build muscle, you need to tear muscle down. Like you need to mm-hmm. break muscle <laughs> in order to your body to get the stimulus that it needs to grow muscle, right? Muscle tension, mechanical tension, uh, metabolic stress, right? These things lead to your body adapting. Same thing for cardio. You need to push yourself to a point where your body's like, hey, that sucked really bad. Let's make sure that that doesn't happen again by getting better at that thing we did, right? So the MO of the gym is do things you're bad at, do things that are hard because your body then will receive that information and adapt to that surrounding. So optimism shouldn't be thinking that everything is great all the time. Optimism should be focusing on the fact that a positive adaptation will come after every single hardship. You don't know what that adaptation is going to be necessarily, but what you do know is that your body, since the beginning of time, since the beginning of humans, since the beginning of whatever you believe in, has been designed to adapt. We adapt to hard shit. We adapt to the situation that we're in. That's why different types of people have different health markers or have different resiliencies, have different, like based on the lineage of wherever they came from, their country of origin, they're this, they're that. Like people adapt to their surroundings. So if you're in a surrounding where you're like, everything sucks, hold tight, walk forward. And I promise you, your body, your brain, your thought process, your whole life will adapt to that stressor. And that stressor won't be a stressor anymore. There's going to be a point Mm -hmm. if you just keep going forward where that stressor just nothing beats the human body when it comes to adaptation, right? We adapt one way or the other. We survive. Humans are meant to survive. If something doesn't kill you, it genuinely makes you stronger, right? Mm -hmm. And focusing in on that. And that's why I like that mantra. I was like, yep, we do hard shit because when you're in the middle of it and like, I know a lot of athletes, like athletes I grew up with playing with. Casey, I'm sure you know this. 
when your coach is pissed at you and it's like, oh, we're going to run. We're mm-hmm. going to run. And the only reaction you guys have is like, you can't even breathe, but you just start laughing. You're yeah. like, this is, this is the way, like, it, it just, it doesn't feel like anything could get any worse in that situation. Mm-hmm. And then you're done with it. And you're like, yeah, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't right? dare say that or else they'll just make oh, you keep no, going. Of course. But the mm-hmm. idea is, the idea is the same is like when you're in it, it feels like you're drowning. When you're in it, it feels like you, you don't know which way is up. But I promise you, if you keep showing up, if you keep taking those steps, regardless if it's the right step or not, you're going to adapt one way or the other, and you're eventually going to find whatever that true north is going to be. And that's a really good example of what happened with me. What happened with you is like, okay, like everything kind of sucks right now. It was like, I was holding on to you. You were holding on to me. And we were just the blind, leading the blind through this dark point. And all of a sudden, a few months later, we're like looking around. We're like, oh, this is way better than where we were, right? Mm -hmm. And it really is like, to see that you almost turned into a guide for your athlete in that moment last night. You were like, Hey, we do hard shit. Let's go. Like, mm-hmm. let's go do this. Let's go do this hard shit together. Mm-hmm. I, and those are the best leaders. The leaders are the ones that have gone through the most shit have never been the best at things. They have just been able to withstand and adapt and educate themselves and just be at a point where they help people get better. And I saw that, I saw that with you last night. And it, I was like, that was, it was one of those things where I was like, okay, okay. I can leave. I can leave. <laughs> no, but it's I can true. go like, to Ohio now. Yeah. Like it really, because it was just like, it was like, I, this is how we help more people is mm-hmm. we help each other. And then we go away for a while, help more people come back more information. Like, around Easter, when I come back again, I'm going to get in touch with you and I'm going to hang out with you and I'm going to share the things that I know because I know that we collectively can help more people. And like, that's why we're doing this thing, right? We're adapting to these new environments. We're adapting to these new stressors and we are constantly looking for growth, right? Put ourselves in a position where we can grow and develop and adapt. And it's those stressors where if if your life doesn't have those stressors, your body starts to make stressors on its own. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the big, it's like the person who has no problems is the most stressed out, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Because your brain constantly needs to get to that position of like kind of hitting the limit, getting that time to rest, recover. Now we're getting better, right? So hashtag end rant. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's a perfect place to like cut it. And then I wrote down so many other things I want us to talk about and, and get Uh into and like my training and, and, and just answering basic questions for people, um, that hopefully can help their training and whatnot. But the biggest thing from this, honestly, like if we're recapping the last year, it's like, just keep showing up for yourself, keep doing hard shit. And Uh you are truly not only helping yourself, but you're also helping others around you. If you choose to use that as a way to help other people. Um, that was awesome. You're awesome. We everyone out there, we are awesome. Everyone out there is awesome. (laughs) Um, so we're wishing Sam obviously good luck in Ohio. We might be able to squeeze one more of these in before he leaves. Um, but obviously he can still do this then because he's he's allowed to still come on the podcast when he's out there too. But if anyone's in Columbus, Ohio, hit him up. Um, what up? What up? Uh, (laughs) but you guys are great, Sam. You're the best, we're the best, and we will see you guys in the next episode. And we do hard shit. And we do hard shit.
That's what we do around here on True to You Chats. You're going to listen to this, you got to do hard shit. That's okay? It. This one's Say definitely it. explicit. This whole episode is explicit. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, Benja. <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry okay. about that, guys. Just don't let your, maybe if your kids have never heard those words before, maybe not let them listen. I might, I'll throw it in the front of the episode. Not now. Now it's too late, but <laughs> we'll throw it in the front. <laughs> All right, guys. See you in the next episode. Bye. See ya.